0: All right, NIT tonight, as I said, uh, with Wichita and Lipscomb, and then, of course, the Texas team's playing, and uh, their uh, very, very talented head coach uh, who just won his 500th game and has got the team playing really well now again. Uh, And, again, four teams in the country who have, in the last 10 years, won 22 or more. Uh, Duke, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Wichita State. Greg Marshall joins us now. Coach, welcome. How are you? Mike, I'm fine. How are you, man? Good to talk to you. Um, you know, it's been an interesting year for you. Following you this year, uh, you had that real rough stretch around the holidays early. And I and I saw your team early and said, boy, this doesn't look like your team. Wasn't playing defense. Wasn't playing with the same passion. Really was struggling. Uh, so this was a very different year for you.
1: Yeah, we had three players uh, that, that play this year that had played a second of division one basketball going into the year. We just were decimated with some uh, unfortunate circumstances in the, in uh, the spring. We had six seniors. We had a guy transfer out. We had a guy flunk out and we had a guy go to the NBA after his sophomore year, Landry Shamit. Now that's not unfortunate in the long term. Right. that's really positive, but it just it was, this was not the year for us to put a sophomore in the NBA that we were counting on. So we we just, we were so new, so green. And To be honest with you, we didn't know which end was up at, uh, early in the year, but I'm really proud of this team and how they've come along, how they've continued to be coachable and listen, and now we're, we're defending, as you mentioned, Mike, which we weren't doing earlier, uh, and we can win ugly, which we had done in the past from time to time. When that ball's not going in the basket quite as much as you would like.
0: Well, i tell you uh, what I didn't know, and I bl- blame me, I didn't know how good this league was. I mean, I knew Cincinnati, and I, I had seen Houston. I had no idea Central Florida was that good. I mean, not even a clue. I mean, and watching them, I mean, if they played Duke 10 times, they could beat them five. I mean, so, I mean, they they were legitimate. That league turned out to be a great league this year. It really did. It turned out with you guys, with Houston, with Cincy, you lost to Cincy by three when you were coming on at the conference tournament. I mean, the the league turned out to be a tremendous league. It really is. The American Athletic
1: Conference. Think about this. You mentioned three teams, but Temple was the fourth team that we got into the tournament this year, yep. Fran and Fran Dunphy's last year, yep. and obviously they're a great program. Imagine when Wichita State, when Memphis with Penny Hardaway, and now Dan Hurley at UConn, which has won four national championships in the last 20 years or so. Imagine when the three of us get it going again, which we should next year. The league is going to be just tremendous. I'm talking about a four, five, maybe even a six-bid league. It was strong top to bottom. Uh, South Florida – has been a team at yeah, the bottom last of the night. league, and Brian yeah. Gregory's doing great this year. They won last night. I so watched they're them still alive, and I think the CBI against DePaul.
0: Yo, I watched them last night. Played DePaul I actually went there when I was a freshman. Then came up and finished at St. John's. I actually went there way a long time ago in Temple. Lived in Temple Terrace, right outside Tampa, Fowler Avenue. They didn't even ha- they were Division Two in those days. Their star was a guy named Warren Walk, who was Neil <laughs> Walk's brother, an old NBA player. They were Division Two team, they had no football team, and now they're a powerhouse uh, in football, and and they've got a really good basketball program, so it's amazing, but that league, when you guys went in there, and when you kind of went in there, I'm like, "Eh, I don't know, I would I was hoping you guys would go to the Big East, and then you wind up here, and this league now is a powerhouse, it really is.
1: It's a great league, and just traditional basketball schools, Uh, like Houston's been famous for for basketball, and Kelvin Sampson's brought it back with. Uh, They they had the the dream team, Elijah Wan, and whatever that that group was, Five Slamma Jamma, Cincinnati with the big O. Wichita State's been not just our final four in 2013, but Dave the Rave Stallworth took the Shockers to the final four in the mid-60s, and, I mean, Yukon, we mentioned Memphis that's a basketball school absolutely and it's, it's really we've been on the east coast quite a bit with this league I think we've been 10 times now to the east coast Mike so we've, we've done some frequent flyer miles and actually we fly charter but I'm telling you this league is just a, a, a it's very good now but it's getting even better
0: well as Wichita's always uh, had connections and I know coach likes likes the garden and go back to the days of Dave Stallworth and everything else with Wichita State and uh and hey how about Van Vliet give him credit what a terrific player he turned out to be in the NBA you were right about him he t- you know he's had a real they missed him when he was hurt this year he's turned out to be a terrific pro Absolutely.
1: He's in the second year of an $18 million contract, and he will probably push the envelope to be a nine figure guy at his newest contract, which will be in a year from now uh supposedly he's going to be at the game i think they play the nets tomorrow yep. and supposedly he's going to be in the gucci seats there in the garden uh nate bowman was yep. actually on that 70 nate Championship bowman, yep. team. And ron baker recently uh, with Cle- ron yeah, baker, Terray, early yep yep to murray clean yep. anthony early i mean yep. we've had so many contacts and and it's, it's like uh we, we're interwoven in our nba team is the knicks out in which uh it's Xavier McDaniel, who was at yep. both of our games uh, in South Carolina last weekend when we played Furman and then Clemson on the road.
0: And a pretty fair coach who's a friend of mine named Bill Parcells, who uh, is Wichita State too, So uh, and he loves the program. So I know he's still, he'll be watching in Florida. So uh, you got a lot of connections here. There's no question. Hey, tell me this. When you did your kids, with all you've accomplished – how you've been the darlings of the NCAA tournament, all you've accomplished in recent years, did the kids get up for the, for the NIT or did it have to build? Because you did something that's never been done before. Going on the road, when I saw the first game, I said, boy, they might get beat here. This is a tough game. And then the second game, I said, they might get beat here. Then the third game, Indiana, no team's ever done what you've done on the road here, winning 1-2-3 and three, against the 1-2-3 and three seeds and in tough places, Furman, Clemson, Indiana. Did they buy in from the beginning of the tournament or was it something that built up?
1: Absolutely. First of all, let me say I just got a text about 15 minutes ago from Coach Parcells, wishing the, shock, wishing the shockers well. So there you go. we're staying in touch with him, and that's a good thing, especially in New York. Yep. But this team, when we were struggling, Mike, um, and Eventually, it got to the point where I said, "Okay, there's no way we're going to get an at-large to the tournament, the NCAA tournament." So I've got to now reset the bar for these guys and give them something to play for because young guys don't really think about the difference between eighteen and twelve and sixteen and fourteen. You know, at the, at the end, so I said, "Listen, here's here's a new goal. We can still." get better every day and try to win four games in Memphis at the conference tournament, which we won two and and, and had a close loss in the semis to Cincinnati. But the more realistic goal is we need to start thinking about the NIT. And then I told him the story of 2011. And I told him all the history with Wichita State and the Knicks and the Madison Square Garden. And then I said, the caveat is this, Marcus McDuffie, right across the river in New Jersey has been a wonderful senior leader for us. He's never lost faith in you freshmen. He's been a great example on a day-to-day basis on how to conduct your business as a, as a very good college basketball player. And we need to repay him by taking him back to Madison square garden to finish his career. And they, their eyes got big and all of a sudden they had a new goal. And obviously we had to win some games just to get in the NIT with the way we started, but we've now won 14 out of 17. As you mentioned, we beat the one, the two, and the three seeds on the road, in in the NIT, and to win at Assembly Hall, where it was 14,000 people the other night, for this opportunity now to play in the Mecca at Madison Square Garden has just been awesome. And our guys are excited, and they didn't go into this like, oh, well, we we got screwed. We didn't make the NCAA tournament. We were excited to be in the NIT, and they played like it.
0: And I'll tell you, people don't realize, but this is where the game has changed. There are so many good teams now. And we're talking with Greg Marshall, their coach, who's won 500 games, uh, one of the fastest guys to 500 wins in history, one of the great uh, coaches in the country, runs an incredible program. As I said, they've won 22 or or more games, 10 straight years. Only four schools in the country can claim that, and they're all monsters. That's Gonzaga, Duke, and Kansas. And Wichita, which has become one of the model programs. you are like Gonzaga because you guys were a mid-major who became – a monster program, and that's what you are now. You're a national program, just like Gonzaga is. I mean, that's how you're recognized now, even in this year. And Lipscomb is trying to do the same thing. And Lipscomb's for real. They're a dangerous. I mean, they're a good team. I saw them. Look what they did to get there. I mean, they're a really good team.
1: They went through the state of North Carolina at Davidson, at UNC Greensboro, who was the last team left out of the NCAA tournament, and then finally at NC State. So they, they won had, three on a, games in a on great the road. game,
0: won in the last yeah. second. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and they've got a great coach. They play high-octane offense. We're going to have our hands full with their transition and all of their back cuts. Uh, Casey Alexander, their coach, does a wonderful job, and they're going to be excited about being here as well, because this is the other. they made the NCAA tournament last year, but this is one of the, the, the highlights for their program playing in this Madison Square Garden. There'll be a lot of fans from the Bisons, and there'll be a lot of fans from the Shockers tonight in Madison Square Garden, and it should be a whale of a game.
0: Not only that, two really well coached teams, and teams that want to be here, want to play here, and, and and know that And this has been a big thing, and I know going back to when I know Bob Knight brought his team here and won the national title the next year and said, I started it by building with the NIT. How many programs, I could tell you 10 different ones who have built a big run the next year in the NCAA tournament by going to the NIT the year before. So it's a very good thing to build with your team. Gives you a lot of extra work with them, number one. And it gives you a chance to really build something for the next year.
1: No doubt. You could add us to that list now, Mike. In 2011, We won the NIT by an average of 15 points, and now I have seven freshmen on my roster, and that we've been playing one-and-done basketball in our conference tournament and now in the NIT for the better part of three weeks now, and it's going to pay dividends down the road, and that's what I love because our guys are getting better. We're still working with them. We're playing in, in April and hopefully we can bring another NIT championship back to Wichita State but the but the magnitude of these games and going on the road at Clemson and Indiana and Furman as you mentioned this is going to pay dividends down the road for my young team, and I hope to be back in that NCAA tournament and anticipate being back in that NCAA tournament next year.
0: We're talking with Greg Marshall again. i tell you, though, Houston, they had a great year, and give them credit. They, and listen, they played great, uh, as you know. They, played, they lost that heartbreak to Kentucky, and the game could have gone either way. No question about it. They could easily be a Final Four team. And I could not believe, I mean, did I see Central Florida just on a good day, or were they that good?
1: No, they're they're a tremendous team. I, the size, just they're like an NBA team when you when you've got Taco Fall at seven six with an eight foot two wingspan. Obviously, he changes the game around the rim uh, and can score. You know, he can dunk it flat footed from just about anywhere. And then they've got a power forward Smith uh, who's six eleven. Uh, Aubrey Dawkins, Johnny's son. He, yeah, he, he played great against Duke. He
0: played great against Duke. He's an NBA player at 6'6", yep. as a small forward. And the preseason
1: player of the year, B.J. Taylor, was their, was their off guard. And uh, he, you know, he's, he was kind of an afterthought with that team. He was the preseason player of the year in our league.
0: Did you think you were going to get to – you've had such a great run and been so good at this. Did you think – When you beat Temple, I thought you might get to the NCAA tournament. I knew it wasn't going to be easy winning two more games in your conference against good teams, good NCAA tournament teams. But you played great in that Cincinnati game. Uh, Did you think you had a good chance to get to the NCAA tournament at that point or no? No.
1: No, Mike, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't want to even think about that. I, I was just hoping we would get in the NIT, and we did. And and I don't I don't know that we were safely in the NIT had we not won a couple of games in our tournament and played very well against the Cincinnati in the semis. We just had such a rough start. I mean, but but our guys have continued to get better. They really have. And you're talking about so many guys early in the year that had never played one second of Division One basketball. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, where we've come from is, is just really cool to watch as a coach. And I'm sure when this is all said and done, regardless of whether we win the championship, and I certainly hope we do, we're going to be very fond of this group because of their growth and maturation during this season.
0: Well, I saw you a couple times early, and I have to admit, I had never seen your team get blown out before. And they got blown out right. on TV against Oklahoma. They got blown out against VCU. Games I saw, and I was like, whoa, this is going to be a rough year. And it was. You lost like 8-9 in, yeah. in January. That's amazing, amazing that you got this team turned around. What was, the, what was the biggest key, Greg, to getting this team turned around this year?
1: We were 1-6 and six in our league, went to one point, Mike. Our only win was at, against Central Florida at that time. And um, we'd beaten them at home, and we had an SMU team coming in, and they needed a win, and we needed a win, and we ended up winning that game on a buzzer beater where we didn't have a great offensive night. And the buzzer beater kind of, uh, Samaje Haynes-Jones hit a hit a runner falling out of bounds. It was a tough shot, but a very talented kid made a, made a shot, one of our only two seniors. And we kind of told him, hey, We were fortunate to win this, but we won it because of our defense, our rebounding. And if we can can do that every night, we're going to win more than our share. And we just got on a roll. I mean, we're 14-3 and in the last 17 games, and that includes uh, Memphis. That includes twice playing Cincinnati. That includes uh, Temple. That includes, you mentioned, at Furman, at Clemson, at Indiana. So it hasn't been an easy road, and these guys have just – They've just gotten tougher, and they know how hard you must compete now every single night to be successful at this level of college basketball.
0: Well, McDuffie is your key guy, obviously. Uh, he's had a uh, a good senior season, uh, and again, he's been like your staple this year to kind of take you home here and to bring him back because he's a Jersey kid, is he not?
1: Absolutely. And he, you know, he would be, and he's going to get a great look. He would be our seventh NBA player in the last seven years. And my, and three of those were with the Knicks, but my, and it would be a dream come true for him as a Knicks fan to get back uh, to the NBA with the Knicks. But I just hope he sticks with someone because he never has a bad day. This guy is so coachable. He's so such a fun loving guy. And, but he, when he hits that court, he is all business And I think he's got tremendous ability at six foot eight. He can play inside, out. He's a great defender, he runs the court, and uh, he's going to get a good look.
0: Well, listen, congratulations on uh, you know, salvaging the season and getting here because it's an amazing achievement going on the road and winning those NIT games. Not easy to do, very hard to do on three home courts to win like that as an underdog in three straight games uh, and should be fun tonight. Uh, hopefully you'll be in the final uh, in two days. Uh, you know, It'll be a, a good deal and uh, we'll talk along the way. Maybe I'll see you in Saratoga this summer and uh, my best to your wife. Fantastic! Thanks, Mike. I appreciate Appreciate being on, man. Th- thanks, Coach. Very much. Good luck. Bye now. All right, uh, Greg Marshall, who does come to Saratoga? So that's what I see a lot of basketball coaches come to Saratoga, and I happen to see him there uh, and his wife. You know, they also know Coach Parcells is up there all the time now, and he is a Wichita alum. You know, Coach, I guess Colgate claimed him. He's, he actually went to Colgate and transferred from Colgate to Wichita State to play football. So he was a pretty good student and a baseball player, and he wanted to sign a baseball contract out of high school. The Phillies offered him a lot of money as a catcher. Uh, His father wouldn't let him take it, made him go to college. He passed up at the time like a $100,000 signing bonus to go with the Phillies, and that's a lot of money you're talking about in the 50s. To go to or fifties, early well, really early sixties. By the time he was coming out of high school, so uh, going to uh, you know coming to get that kind of money to go to pros, and I asked the coach if and you'd have to know the coach like I do, but he does not. Uh, he's a great player in every sport. Whatever you play golf with him, he's great. He's good in everything. he's good in everything. So I said to him, well, you "Were you a pro?" And he just he never bragged about athletics ever, and he said, "Yes." You know, yes. And he gave me a guy, I won't say who he is, who was a catch who played 15 years, and he said I was better than him. And this guy was a good player. So I won't tell you who he is because that, I don't want to do that. But he said he played against him, and he was better than this guy. And this guy was a good player. So he would have been a good pro. You know, and that's a lot of these guys who were, you know, in two or three sports because Bill played, uh, you know, got drafted for the NFL by the Lions and decided to go into coaching. But he left Colgate to go to – Uh, Wichita State, where he played linebacker. So Wichita State became, but Colgate the other night in the tournament claimed him as an alum, which I guess technically, which I didn't realize, the definition is someone who goes to the school is an alum. You don't have to graduate. You had to graduate you don't. So uh, that's why the two schools claim him, Colgate and Wichita State, which is the school he graduated from. Uh, And so he's close to the program. He takes care of the program a little bit, you know, uh, as an alum and stuff. He uh, helps him with some stuff. So that's why he said the coach just said he heard from him. And uh, he comes up, uh, Greg did, uh, with his wife up to Saratoga a couple times. So we saw him up there too. So, uh, and he's done a great job. Hey, this team, middle of the season, I saw them lose to Oklahoma 40, 80 to 48. I saw them lose 70 to 54. They lost in this January they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of 10. Nine of 10. And then have run off 14 of 17, nine of the last 10. The only loss, a three point loss to Cincinnati, which was an NCAA tournament team, in the semifinals of their conference tournament. Um, and have won at Furman as an underdog, at Clemson as an underdog, at Indiana as an underdog. And to show you how good Lipscomb is, Wichita State's not favorite tonight. It's a pick 'em. So, with Wichita State that hot and they're a named team, Lipscomb is a pick 'em. Lipscomb won at NC State on a last second shot in a game that someone told me was the best game played in college basketball this year. I didn't watch it. They said it was the best game played this year in college basketball, the NC State Lipscomb game. So, uh, which ended on a last-second shot. I guess NC. I guess Lipscomb scored, then NC State scored, then Lipscomb scored again and won the game in the final seconds. So it should be a great game tonight. I, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, I was thinking of going, but I'm not going, but uh, I'm watching on TV. That's the first game. The second game is TCU in Texas. Uh, I don't care who wins, uh, but uh, I'm rooting for Wichita State, obviously. Back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.